The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. G'day everyone and welcome back to another podcast. Uh, You're about to listen to my second chapel talk on the uh, series that we're doing on Genesis at the moment at my school. Um, And in this talk we focus in on uh, creation and the days of creation. And I reckon it's super cool to see these days unfold and that it ought to spark our hope as we anticipate the life that God has made um, for us to enjoy under his wonderful sovereign rule. Um, I hope you enjoy this next one. Uh, It's on Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 to 31. All right, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to chapel. Uh, We are continuing our series on the book in the Bible called? Genesis. Genesis. Very good. And Genesis is the very first book of the whole Bible. Um, And... And in it, we, I think, we learn this great lesson of hope because in it, we meet God. There he is in this big moment where he says, I am here and I am almighty and I am the creator of everything. We're going to look at Genesis chapter one today and we're going to come across this verse at the very end of our chapter. It says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. And it's from Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. But I think we need some action and some movement to try and get this verse into our head. So point to the sky like this, like God, right? So God saw. So he saw, right? Maybe like this, one hand. But make it a heroic saw, right? So you're looking out. God saw all that he had made. And it was very good. Double thumbs up. And there was uh, evening, let's go evening, and there was morning on the sixth day. All right? They're the actions. We're going to say it together and see if you can do the actions. You ready? After three. One, two, three. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. There was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Now, you did actions that was pretty good. I want to hear it as well. You ready? After three. One, two, three. God all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and morning on the sixth day. Um, you've done the actions. Your vocal cords are not working very well. We need to do better than that, year seven. Let's do it one more time at least. Ready? Really make it count. Ready? Three, two, one. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. There was and on the very good. So here we have this part in the Bible 
Here we have this part in the Bible where we're going to discover that God has made all things. And God sees everything that he has made and it is exactly as he intended. It was exactly as God wanted. God set out to create and he did accomplish what he wanted. It was very good. And so as we read this part of the Bible today, you see in the green text up on the screen, I think our hope should be motivated. We should be motivated by what we see in creation to put our hope in God in this day. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes the world can feel pretty hopeless, don't you think? There are things that make us feel down in the dumps, things that frustrate us, things that flabbergast us. That's a good word, isn't it? Flabbergast. But actually, as we see that God is the God of creation and God is the one who has made, what did it say? All things then we should have hope in God, the Creator. So let's get into this right now. Now, hand up if you're looking forward to the day where you get to get your licence. Yeah, up on the screen. You seven, keep listening. Up on, listen. Up on the screen, there's some pictures here of some of the things that you do when you go for your L's, right? So when you go for your L's, you need to study a test. You need to sit down and do this computer test at the RMS. After you've got your L's and you've got the right amount of hours up, you go in and you do your P's test, right? And you've got to go for your real life test, but then later on, you've got to do this other test. I think it's called a perception hazard test or something. And you've got to make sure that you can sort of make good judgment calls as you're driving along. And then finally, after you've done all those things and you've been through that whole process of getting your L's and getting your P's, you've got your full-blown license. And I think that getting your license as a teenager is one of the most exciting things for a young adult. Because actually, with a license comes great hope, doesn't it? You anticipate wonderful things. Make sure you're listening. Don't speak why I am, please. Our hope is anticipated for something that's extraordinary, gentlemen. And we look forward to road trips, hiring vehicles, hanging out with your mates, even doing a gigantic trip all the way around Australia. When I was a kid and I got my peas, my friends and I spoke about maybe going all the way around Australia in matching vehicles. Actually, we were talking about getting little postman bikes, you know, those little red ones, and painting them each a different colour and going around Australia and doing something called fruit picking. So you can see this picture up here of people fruit picking. You can go around Australia and you can fruit pick and earn some money and then after you've got enough money, put petrol in your car or in your motorbike and keep on going. And we have this romantic idea of maybe, maybe we can head out together and we can have this cool little adventure with our brand new licenses and we can hang out as mates. You see, our hope was motivated. We were inspired with the anticipation of freedom that a license brings. It's pretty cool, right? You can drive wherever you want and mum and dad aren't there with you. You can go to any shop that you want because you can get freedom to access it. Your license gives you great freedom, doesn't it? And so you put your hopes in getting your license so that you can spread your wings and enjoy the wonderful world around you. Well, I think that as we read Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 13, it should promote that same sort of hope in us. The same sort of hope that a young person might have in having their license, knowing that God is the one who has made all things and seeing how God has made all things ought to fire up our hope, should motivate us to live well in life because God has created such a very amazing place. We're going to look at this now. This is, this is our verses 1 to 13. I'm going to fly through these verses right now. 
Okay, listen carefully as I read these verses to you from Genesis chapter 1. Hopefully you've read them before. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and he separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruits with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Ladies and gentlemen, here we've got this first chapter of the entire Bible and we see God is very busy, isn't he? He's very active and he's active in creating all things. And I think what's amazing is that God creates all things by his mighty and powerful word. Did you see that in the text? Did you see the words that were repeated over and over again? In verse 3, what does it say, the first three words? Ah, that was lame. Try again. The first three words of verse 3, go. And God said. God said. And he invited, he, he uttered out creation. And God said, let there be light. And in verse 6, you see it again. And God said, let there be the vault between the waters, so he created the sky. And verse 9, and God said, God creates with his word. How powerful God is to be able to speak out creation. It doesn't take a lot of energy to speak, does it? Even if you're speaking enthusiastically or trying to hold an audience like I am, I'm not like puffed out as a result. I'm not working up a sweat as a result. It's easy to speak out a word. And yet God speaks out a word and creation comes into existence over a period of time. How wonderful, how amazing that God can effortlessly and all-powerfully create. That's what omnipotent means. You can see it up on the screen. God is omnipotent. That means he is all-powerful. He has all power. But do you notice as well that God is unchallengeable? God doesn't say, let there be light. And someone says, no, light's not coming along today. It's having a day off. Or there's not some other God that says, no, that's my job. Let me tell light to come into creation. Or there's no other God called Ra that says, excuse me, I am the God of the sun. Let me bring light into creation. No, there's only one God. And that one God is the God of all things. You can go at the back, thank you. God is all-powerful. He is unchallenged. He is all-accomplishing, wouldn't it? be amazing if we accomplished everything that we set our hearts on but we don't we can't it's impossible for us but not for God and here God creates these first three things he creates with intention and he creates with purpose God sets out to create and he does exactly what he wants did you see that in verses one to three in days one to three sorry God creates the day and the night in, verse, in day one. In day two, he creates the sky and the sea. And then in day three, he creates the land. 
Here are these cool spaces, these wonderful forming moment where God does all this big creating. And so our hopes should be sparked for what comes next because actually what God creates here is sort of like a wonderful structure or an outline for what's going to fill it. Have you ever had a little kid come to you and say, look at my wonderful drawing? And they show it to you and it's just this really simple outline of you and they're like, this is you. And you're like, oh, is that really me? (laughs) And you look at the picture and there's like, you're all head, you're just one big circle and you've got these really long arms that are going out like this and legs are going out like this and you've got that big silly smile and then for some reason kids just like to draw a belly button, boonk, right in the middle of that circle. You know what I'm talking about? We've seen those sorts of drawings. And it's a good drawing, but it invites us to then say to that child, this is a great drawing, but but what about if you go and colour it in now? Go and fill in what you have drawn. Go and complete what you have done. Here in Genesis chapter 1, we see that God creates these first three things in the first three days, but it's like an outline for what comes next. He does the form, but then as we move on, God intentionally fills that and this ought to spark our hope to see that God is not haphazard but God is very intentional and so here we have this next part of chapter one and you notice in verse 14 what are the first three words again go and God said see God continues to speak out creation he continues to work over the next three days and he creates the lights in the sky and then have a look down a little bit halfway through into verse 20 what does it say and what And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let the the sky be filled with all kinds of sky creatures and birds. And so we can see that God fills the seas with animals and the sky with animals too. And then finally, in verse 24, what does it say? And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. God creates everything. God has created this cool like space But then he fills the space, doesn't he, with all of these spectacular things. All these wonderful elements of creation. And you notice, did you see, after all of these days, it said this, God saw that it was good. And we see that over and over again in here. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. And that means it was exactly as God wanted it. God did not make a mistake. He was intentional. He built things. He created all things with purpose. But then what's most exciting is that God just doesn't stop with animals. No, God stops with the pinnacle of creation. And the Bible says that the pinnacle of creation are humans, humankind, male and female. We are the pinnacle of God's creation and God actually makes mankind and it says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. You see, God has made us humans, that's you and me, like him in that we rule over creation sharing his image together as the rulers over all things, but we live under the rule of God, the good one who has made all things. This is amazing, Year 7. The world is not random, is it? Have you, have you picked that up? This place is very intentionally and carefully made. God has not fluked this. 
And so because God has not fluked this, you need to realize that God has created with intention and purpose and that you are therefore no accident. This world is no accident. God knows who you are. God knows that you are here. What's funny is that for me, my mum and dad did not plan to have me as a child. Like they did, they did not go, you know what, we want a baby. And then one day my mum found out that she was pregnant with me. And she's like, oh no, it's a real disaster. And I was a surprise to my mum. But do you know who I was not a surprise to? I was not a surprise to the creator of the universe. I was no accident to God. God has intentionally and purposely made me just like, ladies and gentlemen, God has intentionally and made you. You are no cosmic fluke, as some people would have you believe. How incredible that God has made us with intention and with purpose to rule over his good world that he has made. And this should spark our hope. Can you see how these days of creation match up, by the way? You see, on the first day, God made the day and the night. And then on day four, he creates the things that go in the day and the night, the lights in the sky. Do you see here, God creates the sky and the sea. And then day five, God creates the things that go on the sky and the sea. You see that? And then here, God creates the land. And then in day six, he creates the things that go on the land, the things that rule over the land. It reminds us, right? This is no fluke. God is very intentional. And so today, I hope that your hopes are sparked by what we discover here about creation. Because we do not worship creation, we worship the one who is behind creation. We can know the one who is behind creation, the God of the universe, the God of all things. And so, like a teenager getting their peas for the first time and having that freedom to enjoy the open road. So we have discovered that we have a wonderful life that we get to live because God has made it so. You see, you are in charge of this world, but you are in charge of this world under the one who is in charge of all things. So live this life today for him. But live this life today well. And so I reckon that means enjoy your life today. Get stuck into your handball game at lunchtime today. Kick a footy around with your mates. Chuck a frisbee. Jump in the swimming pool. Do some big bombs in the pool, right? Yeah? Um, Hang out with your friends. Build wonderful relationships. One day, fall in love with somebody and get married. Start a family of your own. Eat lots of good food. Go on holidays. Yeah? And year seven, your imagination is sparked. Listen, hey, don't lose it. Your imagination right now, as I say those things, you're like, oh, that would be great. I would love to do those things, right? (laughs) Your imagination is sparked because your hopes are ignited because God has made you as people who get to enjoy his wonderful creation. But remember that while you are in charge of this world and over God's creation, that God is still in charge of you. And so this day, live for God. Have your hopes sparked in him, knowing that your life is not random, but your life is to be lived out for God. And we live out our life in God, for God, because God has so loved the world that he sent Jesus for us, right? 
And what we've discovered from John 14, 6 is that Jesus comes and he provides for us a way to God the Father so that we can have eternal life with him one day, a life which will be far greater than anything that this world has to offer for us. So I wonder, are your hopes sparked today? Will you put your hope in God, the creator of all things? And will you live a life through Christ for the Lord God Almighty, who has made all things for us? Let's pray today as we finish chapel. Almighty God, I thank you for this beautiful new day, for a new day filled with lots of opportunities to live in your great world. Help us today to be inspired by your world. Help our hopes to be sparked today, not in the world, but in you who has made the world for us to enjoy. Please help us to have a good day, therefore, Lord, to work hard with our hands, to think carefully in our lessons, to look after one another, to be loving to each other, to be people of integrity and diligence. I pray that this group of students would live for you this day because of the Lord Jesus Christ who loves us, who died for us, who rose again and who has saved us from our sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRKSchroeder, or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that, and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.